Hello and welcome from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. This podcast you're about to hear was recorded at our Burgoon campus. So sit back, relax, and enjoy what God has to say to you. Oh, Father, we worship you this morning. We recognize the truth that without you and without the sacrifice that you made, the love that you have for us that drove you to the cross, that none of this would be a reality. We wouldn't be here this morning. We wouldn't be celebrating your goodness. We wouldn't be celebrating the blessing that you have on our life. And so we stop and we recognize that all of this is a reality because of what Jesus did for us on our behalf. That he who knew no sin became sin, that we might know the righteousness of God, that we might walk with our Father, our God and our King once again. We're gonna take it for granted, God, and we stop, we acknowledge you. We worship you this morning for who you are and for what it is that you have done on our behalf, that you are a good God. And so we thank you this morning not just what you've done this past year, but what you have continued to do for us and what you have done for us, what you did for us 2,000 years ago. We worship you, Jesus, for you are good. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. You can take a seat. You know, it's already been said a couple of times, but 2020 was a year that didn't exactly go to plan. Uh, We were doing trivia nights over Zoom for a while there, which wasn't what we thought about what we were going to do in January. But that's okay, because you know what? In the midst of all of it, God has done some really, really amazing stuff. So I look back at 2020 and I'm grateful. I really am. I'm grateful because I can see some of the incredible things that God has done in our midst, the way that He's changed people's lives. And so we're just incredibly grateful. I look at our young adult community and I'm just really, really grateful. We had our salty weekend in at the end of the year in December. Which is, we don't, don't normally do that, but this year was different and so we did. And I just came away from that retreat feeling extremely grateful to God for everything that He's done in this place and for the group of young people that He's brought together because it is an incredibly special group of people. And so I came away grateful. And I came away grateful as well because I'd look back to where we started two years ago and I thought, geez, we've grown so much as a community. Spiritually, relationally, I can see how much God has done in our young adults community. And so I just came away incredibly, incredibly grateful because it's not, it's not me, it's not anyone else. There's some people who work really, really hard. We've got great connect group leaders. But you know, what? Actually, it's the Holy Spirit. This is something that God alone can do. And so we're incredibly grateful for what God has done in our young people. He's also blessed us by bringing along some tremendous young people. And one of those young people is a young man named Ethan Kalea. And why don't you welcome him as he comes to the stage. Just want to hear a little bit of his story and how he ended up at Mounties. So come on in. I'll be handing my mic to you because we don't have two. We'll just, we'll go with it. It's fine. It's fine. I wanted to know, first of all, just love to hear a little bit about your story and how you actually ended up here at Mounties. Um, as we can all imagine, 2020 was not the plan that we, we thought it might be. Um, so I was actually meant to be heading off to the US um, for a couple of months um, during this last year. Um, and so I was so ready to go for that um, in that sort of space and, and explore the world from that sort of Uh, perspective, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Um, And actually while I was kind of, it was about August, um, early September, and I was actually catching up with a friend that I actually trained with, 
And I don't know how we got into the conversation, um, but she said that she'd um, studied theology at uni. And I said, oh, oh, cool. Like, as in, you know, I go to church and stuff. I'd known this girl for four years and I didn't realize we were Christians. So this coffee chat pretty much turned into a, a big DM session. Um, and it was just so amazing to see um, someone's light in someone else's world. And she offered um, if I wanted to come check out Mounties. And I was like, yeah, sure thing. I would love to come. It'd be a really great space um, to try something new, especially um, in this new space. So it was actually the beginning of September um, when I started um, coming to Mounties. So the first, I think the first service I went to was the first week of um, the feast um, that we went through. And I think one of the most amazing things about that was I was so excited for um, a series, which I didn't realize I hadn't been before. Um, so I've been attending church uh, for my whole life. Um, and my recent church I'd been going to for 16 years. But I felt like I was kind of just observing church and not really being involved or not really feeling invested in it in a while. And I was kind of looking for something more. And from just sitting at one service at Mounties, I kind of had this like presence of that. Um, and it was just this amazing experience to have someone just invite you to come to a new church and then have that feeling of going, oh, okay, this, this would be something really cool. So I actually went second week again, um, and I was like really, really wanted to be invested into um, this new series that we were doing. Um, and it was just an amazing experience and then ended up actually meeting you that day. Um, and then within the same week, I'd went to a, my first young adults um, the gathering that we had, and then the week after, I was straight into a connect group. So I was, <laughs> yeah, kind of straight diving into it all. Um, but it was just such a welcoming um, thing for me from a space of kind of feeling a bit lost in a lot of ways of trying to go, what are my plans? What am I doing? Um, what am I figuring out um, to find a place um, which I got invited to that I, yeah, now call home. Beautiful. We love it. So we want we want people to find home and family in this place. And that was something that uh, I would recognize, that I would say when I looked at you, I felt like you connected in extremely quickly. And you were very deep in the community very, very quickly. And that's part of it's because uh, you're a fairly outgoing person. But I know there's probably a lot more to it than that. So one of the things I wanted to know is, what was it? How did that happen? How did you become a part of this place and find family here so quickly? Like, what was it that actually made this place feel like home for you? And what was it that kind of drew you into that place of being family here? Um, I guess it was kind of this understanding when I was coming to church and that, like, sort of, I guess as a Christian, you sort of look at a church and you see things that you're looking for. Um, and so I was kind of just looking for somewhere to call home. Um, and... I had this little presence of that um, just from meeting people, from getting engaged in it. And there was just something within me that was telling me, like, I just need to be involved in this church because there's something here that is like no other. Um, and that was from literally just sitting in the service, like, experiencing this, meeting people, feeling the engagement um, from the second I walk into the door to the day I left, or to the time I left. Um, it was this... Yeah, overwhelming peace, but then also welcomeness um, that I felt here, uh, which was just such an amazing experience to have. Um, and then knowing that, you know, coming from a Christian background and, and all, that, all that sort of stuff, I kind of, as I've gotten older, I realize what I'm looking for and looking for a community, looking for people to be work, walking in faith, not only with God, but actually with others. Um, and that was something that I've missed out on. Um, especially since leaving high school. So it's kind of just been this kind of, yeah, 
feeling lost, but then feeling at home again. So that that sense of knowing why or understanding that knowledge of experiencing with others was something that you know I, I really wanted to be involved in. And then you know one thing led to another, and I was like, might as well just go for it. And what's the point in holding back? So yeah. <laughs> I'm a swimmer, so there's always a joke that I dive into everything I do, so, <laughs> yeah. It's great. As I hear that, and the thing that really stands out to me is how incredibly, incredibly important connect groups are. Uh, I just want to encourage you. It might be people, you've been coming to this church for years, but if you're not in a connect group, it's so easy to come and to be a part of what we do on a Sunday, but not to really feel like you uh, have family here. And there's just something that, that triggers, something that switches when you get connected into that space where people know you by name, love you dearly, know when you're not here, know when you're not doing well and actually can care for you. This is what the church is all about. We don't come and we don't just spectate this thing. This is something that we're supposed to do together. We walk and we follow Jesus together. And connect groups are such a powerful place and a way for us to do that. So if you're not in a connect group, let me tell you, you're missing out. And there's nothing, you could just dive right in as well, all right? We've just seen, you'd be two weeks, you can get into connect group, right, if you want to be. And I promise you, it is a powerful, powerful thing. Now, I know one of the things that... Um, was kind of meaningful for you was, was the commitment to this that this place has to being intergenerational uh, and that is something that we talk about quite a lot that we believe that God's calling us to be an international and an intergenerational church but I just thought I just had a pure interest why was that something that really stood out to you and why was that something that drew you to this place and something that's powerful for you awesome yeah I, I think just sort of having that sort of family and knowing that every generation that I can be at this church for as long as I'm need to be you know I'm not going to get kicked out or anything I hope um and that was kind of one of those things that like on my first service I was like MPKs involved youth were involved young adults were actually involved in the in like in band and stuff like that and it was every generation and for something someone visiting a church it was so humbling to see that experience of going you know everyone and every generation can be involved in this church and that was such an impacting thing for me on day one and I just saw that Every week that I came, it didn't change. It was the same sort of thing of going, we're not just trying to show it at one night. It was everything that you guys do, or we do, um, is, 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 through, is through generations. And it was such an awesome experience because I mean, I've been able to be involved in the young adults community. Um, and that's been an awesome experience to not only be mentored by um, older generations and stuff like that through our connect groups, um, but to have like-minded people in our generation um, who invest in themselves and they invest in others um, through youth and stuff like that and it's just an awesome thing to just observe but then also be a part of um, because yeah being involved in that has been yeah life-changing in a lot of ways um, and seeing like young adults it's not only intergenerational but then also the expansion between other churches and and all that sort of stuff um, which I've met so many other people um, outside of Mounties um, through Mounties people. So that's another thing that it, it just made such a, a great impact um, for me. Hence why I actually went to one of the family picnics um, early, I think it was November, maybe October. Um, and it was just so cool to see every generation being in one, in one space and being at the same sort of like-minded way um, for being passionate, not only for, for everyone else, but actually for him up above. So that was just something that was, yeah, amazing for me. And that was probably one of the biggest things that made me feel like home um, to know that this is something that I value and this is something that I really want to continue going. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. We love to hear it. We want to 
be family in this place. We want that to be a reality. And so us being intergenerational is really just us being the family of God. Uh, and so we think that it's a powerful thing that God is calling us into more and more. And we just really celebrate the fact that actually God is at work in that space and he's teaching us what it means to be the family more and more. And so we're really grateful for everything that God is doing in and around the place. We're grateful to see people connect in and uh, just to feel like they're being encouraged and uplifted and, and going on with the Lord and going on with people who are surrounded by it that can follow Jesus with as well. It's an incredible thing. And we're really grateful all that is God. So I'm just going to pray and thank God for all that he's done. And, uh, and then Graham's going to come and uh, bring the word and speak to us. Heavenly Father, I thank you, uh, first and foremost, for who you are, um, that you came, laid down your life to set us free and to make this a reality. And see, we are this morning as the family of God, bound together by the grace and the mercy that you have poured out for us. And it's something that binds us together no matter uh, what country we have come from, no matter what age, no matter uh, what we've been through in our life, that we are bound together uh, by the reality of your grace and mercy, that the, the ground before the cross is level. And it's an incredible thing that we can come together as one people, truly one people, not divided by generation, but actually one as the family of God. And so we're grateful, God. We're grateful for the young. We're grateful for the old. We're grateful for everyone in between. Father, this is a sign of a healthy church and we are extremely grateful. We love to hear, to hear the noise of kids around this place. Father, that's not a nuisance to us. That's the sign of life and growth. And so we're thankful, God. We're, we're so grateful for those who have served faithfully in this place for decades and have truly laid the foundation in this place and are still here faithfully serving father we're grateful for each and every person and we thank you god that in this place because what you have done that you truly can bring together people from all nations and all generations because it's not about any one of us it's about you and your kingdom and what you're doing and so we're united not around ourselves but in fact around the cross and around the kingdom of god and so we thank you father for this thing that brings all of us together and we we ask Jesus 2021, we want to see you to do even greater things. And we pray for it, Jesus, that all the things that we saw you do in 2020, Father, we're so grateful, but we want more in 2021. We want to see people connected in, in a significant way to truly find family and home in this place, Father. We want to come back next year and celebrate all the people that we have seen go on with you, have their lives changed by you, find family in this place. And so we pray for it in the precious name of Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. I think we can do better than that. Can we thank these guys again? That was really inspiring. That was super. Thanks, brother. I have a question for you. Some research was done in 2014, and I discovered this in a very secular American magazine. It really knocked me out. The question is this, according to Amazon research, what is the most highlighted phrase in all Kindle eBooks? So think about it, what is the most highlighted phrase, a book about anything, any book that's on Kindle, what is, Amazon did this research to find out what is the most highlighted phrase. Okay, so to help you, here's a hint. It's in the Bible. That's exciting, isn't it? But it is, it's in the Bible. And I would have gone Psalm 23. Romans 8, me know. <laughs> close but no lollies, no, not that. Here's what it is, do not be anxious about anything, 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will stand guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The most often highlighted phrase, according to Amazon research, in a rather left-wing, out-there, American secular publication. The article not written by Christian, simply commenting on why that might be so. It says there in every situation, most scholars, if anyone was qualified to write those words, Paul the Apostle was. Most scholars agree he wrote those words in prison. He had been flogged, stoned, shipwrecked, constantly hungry, thirsty and in danger. He writes to the Corinthians, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. It wasn't a picnic. And he says, when you despair of life itself, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. He had the right to say it. Our son Paul uh, told us the story of one of the, or just a little aspect of the story of one of the songs on Lauren Daigle's album, Uh, that song, I Will Trust In You. And uh, he, Lauren, and Jason Ingram wrote all the songs on the album together. And in one of their songwriting sessions, Lauren had a a concept of praising and thanking the God who parts the waters and the God who moves mountains. And in their discussion, Paul said to her, what happens when he doesn't? When he doesn't part the waters and when he doesn't move the mountains? And so the chorus of that song was born. It became, when you don't move the mountains, I'm needing you to move. When you don't part the waters, I wish I could walk through. When you don't give the answers as I cry out to you, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Now, if there's one group in our church, we sang that song, I'll raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies, in the presence of fear, in the presence of challenge. And if there's one group in our church that you may not know a lot about, but they live this every day of their lives, it's our Flourish group. And so I approached them and said, do you think you could just briefly share, give us a sense of how you understand thankfulness? And I'm delighted to say, Jake Breitenbach said, yes, I will. And he will. And would you welcome him now, please, Jake? Good morning, everyone. I'm sure... Many of you here this morning have um, been exposed to situations, yourself or maybe through others, where you engage with people that have a disability or a chronic illness or uh, are suffering with um, life-changing circumstances that will never change. And, And that makes me wonder, what do you do when you feel trapped um, in the prison of your body's limitations? Or what do you do when you are faced with a lifelong struggle of disappointment, of uh, challenges that's never going to change? Or what do you do when your child falls into depression uh, because of a chromosome disorder? And you know, these, without simplifying it too much, there's uh, probably a few options that you can take. And one option that you, that you can take in dealing with disability, chronic illness, um, or having a family member that's affected by it, is 
to be angry. That is real. That's many people's response to it. To be angry not only by or about what happened to you, but actually be angry at God himself. To focus so much on the circumstances that you just get more and more entrapped by those circumstances, which just leads you down a path of destruction eventually. Or you may not have any hope of the future, of anything changing. Um, as Graham said, uh, what do you do when you pray and nothing changes? What do you do when you wake up every morning and you still feel the same, you still struggle with the same challenges? That's one of the options is to turn your back on God and just continue to be trapped by your circumstances and um, not living with any hope. The other option is where you actually embrace your circumstances, where you turn your back on not having hope and actually focus on Jesus, focusing on God. And as that song says, keep trusting. You have the option to, um, to actually search purpose and meaning in your pain. You have the option to delve into the word of God and seek leading and why did this happen and what's God's plan for your life and how can you, he still use those circumstances in a way that actually impacts other people's lives. You can find ways in how your cup can be filled so that you can overflow impacting others. Searching how we can turn your mess into a message looking for, for ways in which your disappointments can actually turn into divine appointments to change other people's lives. Now, that is the environment that's created at a place like Flourish. It's a support group um, that uh, Jenny Miles and her husband, Mike, got seven years ago, uh, where they felt that we need uh, a group in our church that can reach out to family members, but also to members in the community that can actually uh, feel supported and together search the meaning in that difficulty, in, the, in those challenges. And, um, and we as a group are extremely thankful for the vision that God gave uh, Jenny and Mike. Because it's seven years later after we started, and it's, it's amazing looking back at those years. It was just started as an idea they put together a beautiful program, a holistic approach, where we focus on knowledge, so the mind. Um, we focus on the spiritual side of things, so we have a devotion, um, but also social and emotional side, where we join together in small groups, and we interact, and we share life's experiences, and we pray together. And um, it's also an opportunity where we find um, time to, you know, just encourage each other and that hope that we're all looking for to help each other never to forget that God is amidst in it all and that we should always focus on Jesus, focusing on God the Father and crying out for the filling of the Holy Spirit. And that makes such a big difference to all of us. And I can, I can honestly say that we are eternally grateful because you can see God's hand in it all. He gives us new meaning um, when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, for example, we've learned how to love the way Jesus loved. You know, when you've got a child that's um, got autism, uh, where things are very difficult, where you've got two children with autism and a husband with ADHD and depression, 
Um, you know, when, you, when you've had a beautiful long career and then you have an accident um, and you're trapped in a wheelchair for the rest of your life, you know, then all of a sudden um, the fruit of the Spirit gets uh, new meaning. And there's three fruit in particular, joy, perseverance, and faithfulness. That's really summarized in this verse in James. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And, you know, when you face these kind of trials and, and challenges and disappointments uh, daily, uh, you know that happiness will be suffocated by your circumstances. But joy never goes away because it comes from God. You know that perseverance is the only way because that's what God uses to mature us and to make us more and more like Him. And we are thankful to Mounties for having a support group like Flourish. And I want to encourage you, if you are traveling with challenges like this, or you know of someone um, in church and in particular in the community, please invite them. We meet uh, every second uh, Saturday of the month here in the function room, and it's an awesome time of encouragement and inspiration. Good thank right, you, Jake. Graham. Would you thank Jake, folks? Yes, you thank you. One of the things I'm thankful for is the ministry of Mick and Pam Stringer to us over recent years. Last Sunday was their last Sunday on staff, so that was a sad day for, for many of us, uh, though we pray that God will do amazing things into their future. And Mick has a touch of the prophet about him, and when he stood up at the end of the first worship bracket last week, he said this, this the Lord would say to his people this morning, behold the King of Kings the one who has come to save us. Behold, the King of Kings. And as we finish this morning, boys and girls, and mums and dads, grandparents, others, <laughs> we want you to behold, we're trusting the Holy Spirit to reveal the King of Kings to you in whatever your situation. In whatever your situation, Jesus is Lord. Mike Miles, who you heard mentioned, Mike's done the Word in Season this week. If you haven't watched it because it's holidays, do so. It's a wonderful Word, five-minute Word on the beauty of the Lord. And he said that he's been sustained in 2020 by the beauty of the Lord, overwhelmed by a glimpse of the Lord's beauty. When we went on our silent retreat, we heard the monks chanting on the first evening, savour the sweetness of of the Lord. Boys and girls, we're going to give you a chance to listen to the Lord, and you hear him better than we do often. Mums and dads and others, grandparents, whatever your situation, we want you to listen to the Lord. And if we're going to behold the King, thanksgiving is crucial. Have a look at this. It's like a bridge. And as Jake just said to us, and, and we didn't compare notes, but if we stay looking to the left of that bridge at the circumstances, and we focus on those circumstances, then we analyse and we reanalyse and we imagine the possibilities and then we fear the probabilities and we, like a hamster in a wheel, we have anxiety. What Paul is saying is, no, just turn and face God, the other side of the bridge. And the way you do that, one of the ways but for turning and facing God 
is in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. That sounds pretty technical. Let me break it down. Earlier we talked about the important words sorry. What about the important words petition is just please and thanksgiving is just thanks. But as we say thanks to God, we shift our focus from the problem to the one we're thanking. And as we thank him, we're reminded of his character and we're reminded of his power and we're reminded of what he has done for us in the past that the evil one works hard to make sure you don't remember, that he has been faithful and that he has been there. He somehow loves 5 to 12. I have no idea why, probably because that grows us the most. I've often said to him, Lord, what's wrong with 11 o'clock? Or even 9 in the morning. That would be a great chance to answer. No, two minutes to midnight. It's almost sometimes like the Holy Spirit says, I had you going that time, didn't I? You're a bit bit anxious. I mentioned to you a couple of weeks back that 2020 for Merle and I was a year of being challenged in areas we find difficult to trust, different areas for each of us. And mine climaxed in a medical procedure. And as I was about to go into doing the last things you have to do before you go in for this thing, I, I was just absolutely, I don't know, depressed, stressed at how stressed I was. And I remember standing and saying, oh God, I am, my faith is so weak. At how long have I walked with you and my faith is so, would you help me? And no sooner were those words out of my mouth then it was like I'd been given an injection of Valium or it's just like this, and literally physically down my body, it's like someone pulled a plug at the bottom and all the anxiety drained out and I was incredibly peaceful. And when when the procedure was over, the, the technicians, radiographers and things came in and said, oh, you did very well. And I said, well, actually I'm a pastor and the one thing we never get time to do at this time of year is pray. So it was a lovely half hour of just being able to, to do that. But that's because of this... Well, Peterson puts it this way. His translation of that verse I put up earlier is this. He said, when we turn to God saying please and thanks, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. We want God's wholeness to come into this place now. I'm going to invite Derek to come. You have little hearts there. And in the midst of whatever situation you're facing, there's an opportunity now for you to put on that little heart your thankfulness and your prayers of hope. Because when we come to God, we come to the God of all hope. And we're going to give you a moment. I believe one of the things God has gifted Derek to do is just play. And I've asked him to play whatever the Holy Spirit puts. And the last thing he's here to do is to perform. It's simply so that as you listen to the music and listen to the Lord... Take your time, we're not rushing to fill that heart out. When And, and you, if you want to use just code, no one will read them. But we're also, if you would like to take them home, that's fine. But we're going to give you the opportunity to come forward and place them in the baskets at the front. And in that way, be saying, Lord, I'm giving you thanks. I'm putting my life before you. With, Here are my petitions. Accept them, accept my thanks. And I'm bringing them to the cross where the greatest act of love the world has ever seen, purchased your freedom, your forgiveness, your healing and your wholeness. So if you, and, and feel free whenever it's right for you to come forward. We'll take some time, don't, no need to rush. And we come forward in dribs and drabs. It helps with social distancing. So let's listen to the music, listen to the Holy Spirit and fill in those hearts. And what we're doing is we're, we're letting our requests be made known to God 
with thanksgiving and his peace will stand guard.
I say thanks for all the things you have done for me? How do we say thanks, Lord? Things so undeserved, yet you give to prove your love for us. Voices of a thousand angels could not express our gratitude. All that we are and ever hope to be, we owe it all to you, Lord God. To you be the glory for the things you've done. With your blood, you've saved us. By your power, you have raised us. To God be the glory for the things you have done. Jesus, you are Lord, and we turn our eyes to you. We bring our pain, we bring our questions, but we bring them in hope to the God of hope. And we bring them to the foot of the cross where you made a show of Satan openly and fully triumphed over him in that. And on that cross, Lord Jesus, you said, finished. And our salvation was complete. So church, now as you have presented your requests to God with thanksgiving, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord turn his face to you be gracious to you and saturate and surround you with his peace. For Jesus is your rock and your fortress and your shepherd. He is the great I am. He was and he is and he is to come. All power and authority is given to him. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. So at his name, church, let's stand Having presented our petitions with our focus on our Father, let's proclaim as we wrap up the service how great He is, how great you are, Lord God. Thank you for worshipping with us this morning. I have a benedict. My Happy New Year greeting is a benediction. One of my favourite verses in Scripture. Thanks, Em. It's, uh, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope and confidence in His promises. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, it's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God, breaking the kingdom of God out. The Spirit of God transforming the children of God to make us like the Son of God. And may you spend this year captivated by the beauty of Jesus and spend your year in His presence. Hope you enjoyed this podcast brought to you from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church. Our prayer is that what was said today inspires you and strengthens you in your faith. If you would like to talk to someone about what you've heard today, you can contact the team during office hours on the number you can find on our website at mounties.org.au. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to having your company again soon. God bless.